Hey everybody and welcome to the seventh episode of Two Dads Named Grant. With easily twice as many dads named Grant as any other podcast. I, I'm maybe more. You're absolutely right about that, Grant. Today, the Thanksgiving episode where Grant and I give thanks for a whole lot of things. Before we get started, I just want to take a second to plug our social media. So we are on Twitter. We are at TDNGCast, so you can get episode updates there as well as on Facebook from us if you know us personally. But if you don't, you'll get the episode updates through the Twitter. And we would really appreciate retweets, just like we would also appreciate any subscriptions to the podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is you get your podcasts from, to each their own in that regard, as long as you're subscribing to Two Dads Named Grant. The only wrong choice you can make in this scenario, and I can't stress this enough, is to not subscribe to two dads named Grant. Yes, and Grant won't tell you about this, but in addition to subscribing for the purposes of inflating our already I- enormous egos, the other side of this is that Grant is doing Movember this month. Um, he has set up a donation page on his Facebook, so if you are friends with us or with him specifically, I guess, please make sure to go check that out and to donate. It's raising uh, funds for men's health, so um, that's in line with what we do on this podcast. And uh, yeah, so Grant, what exactly are we talking about today? Hey, we're ta- it's Thanksgiving almost. It is, and happy Thanksgiving, everybody, but specifically a happier Thanksgiving to you because you have a new baby in your family. We will be, that's basically the only thing that matters. All the other normal Thanksgiving stuff is fine, but there's a new baby, so. Right, you're an uncle now, yes, so congratulations on that, and this is... Jordan, your sister, and her husband, uh, Daniel, I think, uh, this this is their baby. So I assume you guys are traveling to them for Thanksgiving. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be at their house in beautiful Lake Charles, Louisiana, which I don't actually, I've only been there for a very short amount of time, so I couldn't say if it is beautiful or not. I know they do have casinos. Then you know the most important thing. Uh, I do have a quick question before we start talking about what it is we're grateful for. I'm, I'm a little curious about how you guys handle travel for the holidays or like... Do, who you go and, and see, because I know your parents kind of live far away. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we we try to, it basically, you know, one holiday, one place, then the next holiday, the next place. Yeah, and, and it does it does get harder when you start adding in-laws into it, not because your in-laws are necessarily difficult, but because it's just more people to try to coordinate and arrange all of that. Our families have been very gracious, and they were like, here's what we want to have happen, but, you know, you guys do what you need to do, and we'll adapt, and that's been very nice. Yeah, I it's it's similar for us because Jess's family is super easy about all sort of holiday stuff and my parents are like the most accommodating people ever when it comes to holiday stuff. So I I think we're we're very blessed in that regard to have people who have families rather who think of it along the terms of like what can we do to make this work for everybody and to make everybody happy. Um that makes it a lot easier because it's it's external as opposed to sort of selfish, I guess. Um, do we want to talk about Thanksgiving stuff now and, and thankfulness and how many wonderful things we're thankful for? Yeah, I'll say one more thing about this topic and then I will tell you what I'm thankful for. Uh, what I I realize as we're talking about this, we're both very, very fortunate that we have a simple family and the number of places we have to go and everyone gets along and is seeming seems to be mature and talking about it. Uh, I know that's not the case for everybody. I think even with an easier situation like we both find ourselves in. What I have found is the central thread that makes it, I wouldn't say easier to navigate from a emotional standpoint, like all that stuff I already talked about, but easier as far as I have a clear goal is that idea of what is going to be best for 
my family, especially with Zach. I mean, not so much because he's pretty easy and he just has to go wherever we go. So it's not like it's his opinion and it matters. But the idea of will my wife have a pleasant time? Will my wife feel cared for? Will she have the holiday that she's looking for? And that includes my family because they're nice people and they love her and she loves them and that's good. But it might mean that you know, when I have those clearly defined priorities, and I think that's really important. I think it's hard for some people, and my wife would talk about this much more intelligently than I am since she's a marriage therapist, but about how to put your your partner, you know, at your team ahead of others and be like, okay, if we do what's good for us, it's going to be good for everybody because we're going to want to be there. And it doesn't mean that you'd be selfish, but it means you say what's important to us. And okay, our family is important in this way or whatever, but also we don't want to come back from the holidays wishing we were dead and going back to work and being super stressed out. And you, you can almost end up resenting people, right? Right. Exactly. Yes. So yeah, I think that's the fear for, for me when in, in this same situation. And I think you're exactly right to say that you have to kind of put your family first when you're thinking of the holidays. Is because if you if you don't, then you can it can end up being a nightmare for you, and you're not going to want to do it. And this is, I think, this is something that's also good, sort of like just relationship advice in general that I I struggle with a lot. There are times where I won't say what I need or what I want, and then I end up somehow. And I know this is terrible, right? But I I blame the other person for not giving that to me or not being there for me in that way, right? Like, oh, I, I wanted to go eat Mexican food, but I didn't make that known. And now I'm upset that I didn't get to eat Mexican food. But I I think it comes from a good place of like, I don't want to impose my will on other people. But at the same time, you deny others the opportunity to be accommodating or to be helpful, you know? And so you're you're right that you do, you, you at, least, at least need to to make that known. You need to to communicate what you actually want to have happen for you and for your family. And I think you're exactly right about that. And and we do the same thing. We try to communicate it. We try to talk about it. I am not a planner by nature. So that makes it a little harder. I am also by nature, someone who would much prefer to ignore uh, unpleasant or painful toppings or feelings. Uh, And like, like no one wants to feel that way, but right. It's a, it is a, it is a skill or an eight quality when you can handle that a little bit better and that is not my strength. And so to talk about something like that, which is hard, like, I wish I saw my parents more. Yeah. I mean, I live where I live by choice. Well, sure, right? but that, that but, doesn't make it easier I, necessarily, I'm, right? Like, you also, like, especially around the holidays, this is what happens, and this is why it's kind of emotionally complex, is because this is a time of family and togetherness, and now your family grows, then the stuff that you have to deal with throughout the year, I feel, for me anyway, is, like, kind of condensed and compressed and, and pressured into this one time, which is why they can be stressful, and also why it's it is important to to communicate like you're talking about. That said, I don't want to start talking too much about communication because that's an area where I am really terrible, and uh, we'll end up having a therapy session instead of talking about what we're thankful for. So why don't you lead us off? And what what is the thing that you are most thankful for uh, this Thanksgiving? I think this year I am most thankful for little Annabeth and my sister Jordan and her husband Daniel and. I mean, I'm not thankful that they had to go through what they went through, but I am obviously thankful for the result. I am incredibly thankful, as I was when my own child was born, for modern medicine. Uh, just because, you know, I'm, Annabeth was, she was a C-section baby, and she's been in the NICU for a little bit with some breathing issues. Nothing serious, but, yeah. you know, had to have a feeding tube a little bit. And Okay. I mean... Well, yeah, but th- that could be serious, though, couldn't it? Like, and that's, that's why you are grateful for modern medicine, is because... The fact that there are doctors and they have gone through this incredible training to do this is that that's why it's not a serious issue. And now you instead of like this being a very sad time, you have an extra member of your family. So it's a happy time. I, I am thankful that there are people who know enough 
to care for us. I, I, I know that, you know, hospitals and medicine and all that, like it's not a, it's a, it's a weird thing because we kind of, you know, we want to avoid it as much as possible. Right. But man, I'm thankful that it's there. So that's like the big thing that I am thankful for. And that the normal, just what I love Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday because it combines my favorite things, which are, I love being around uh, my family and getting to see them. Uh, genuinely, I love food. I also like it when people eat my food and tell me that it's delicious and wonderful, which tends to happen at Thanksgiving because I'm slowly taking over every Thanksgiving meal that I become a part of and making all the food decisions. Although it works out pretty well most of the time. <laughs> and, and, and and I love football. So on a day where I get to get up with my family and be around them all day and cook and eat all day while I'm also watching football is a pretty darn good day. Um, and I, there's no stress of having to buy people presents. That is also nice. Cause that stresses me out. So it's like all the good things about Christmas minus the present part. So that's, that, that's what I'm thankful for. Just Thanksgiving as an institution. Although I know it has a troubled historical past. So I, I feel a little bit saying, Hey, Thanksgiving is great when we're celebrating, you know, stealing <laughs> land from, right. from well, people. I, I don't, I don't think that anybody is like going to be upset at us for liking Thanksgiving or for being happy about it. You know, um, it is true that like it's not a historically innocent day, but very few days uh, are purely innocent anyway. But um, I think that's really awesome, though, that you're going to have a new family member at this Thanksgiving. And that's probably my favorite thing so far about getting older that I found is that my family starts to grow, right? I'm, I'm the youngest. You experienced this when you were a kid I, I because you're the oldest and you have two younger sisters. But this is the first time in my life that my family has really started to grow um my my the, the people that I'm like really really close to my immediate family has started to grow and and my brother's immediate family has started to grow um and so in the early 20s it was getting married and that's how your family grew and now it's people having kids and that's how my family's growing and i think that's probably that phenom- phenomenon i don't know if it's should we call it a phenomenon or not but that's probably what i'm most thankful for is you know, I, I like you, I'm I'm close with my family and I love my family very much and getting to experience my family growing and the people that I'm close to just like that sort of expanding as well. That's, that is something that I, I didn't know how much I would love it. You know, there's nothing that can prepare you, I think for, for that experience, um, for, for that, that kind of emotion. It's because it, it's a unique emotion, right? It's, it's different from anything else that I've ever experienced before. And because it's so different, I didn't have an, any expectation for it. And so it's the best kind of surprise then. It's the one that's like, I, I didn't have an expectation that this would happen. I had no idea that it would happen. And here it is. And so completely out of the blue to me, here's this part of my life that is one of, if not the most special parts of my life now. Like it's, it's just this amazing thing. But I should stop talking about that or I'm going to get all weepy here because ever since my wife has been pregnant, I've gotten way more emotional, which I think I've mentioned before on here, but it's it's still true. It's not going away. It's just getting worse. Anyway, so uh, to, to move on, what um, uh, the next question that, that we were to- hoping to address here, apart from what we're actually thankful for, is what are the things that you feel like are overlooked or perhaps that you should be thankful for that you tend to, to not be thankful for? Is, is there anything like that for you? Um, yeah, I think that this is the time of the year where you're supposed to think about that kind of stuff and hopefully carry it with you into the rest of it. I think that I, so in my mind, I'm looking at what do you take for granted? Um, and there's a lot of things cause that's just how our brains work. So without beating myself up too much about it, I think that, I, I think the thing that I 
take for granted the most and I should be the most thankful for, and I am, but it doesn't always occur to me somehow, sometimes, is the, um, the health of my child, which sounds yeah. dumb. Like, why would everyone not no, be thankful about that? But just having not experienced that yet, and, and and when you asked me that, I was just like, well, Jordan, probably. You know, right? I mean, yeah. he's he's just doing great, and I'm thankful for him every day. He's amazing. He's wonderful to be around. Uh, you know, when I'm away from him for longer than a day, you know, it's like this has been too long. Even though it's also, re- ve- yeah, even though it's also very <laughs> relaxing because yeah. I mean, yeah. I. He's with his grandparents right now, and I slept in until 7.30 today. Slept in. It was Wow. Yeah. That's the, I yeah. don't know that that actually counts, by the, the way. Un, the, the, unbridled he, the unbridled hedonism of yes. my life <laughs> was, you know, it was it was ridiculous. Um, But so, so there's that, and I, w- I would say really just like the overall quality of my life. I think we get we get caught up in the day-to-day, and it's like I would like that yeah. to be better, or this is hard, or yeah. I'm stressed. And, and it's not that those things aren't true. You know, it's not that, you know— it, We've been very busy, it's and hectic, Michelle and I, right? Like, it's yeah, hectic. we haven't had time to hang out, and yeah. and you know, Zach was sick, and that made the week hard, and like all that stuff is true, but it's like the we have so much. So I'd say for me, the thing that I need to be more thankful for is the fact that I don't have big things that are like missing in my life that I have to worry about. Right. Yeah. You know, in the grand scheme of universal problems, like mine are relatively small, and the the stuff that if you gave me a list and like which of these things could you guarantee not to have problems with you know, that would be good and you know all the other stuff that we all feel as far as just getting along on earth I mean that's that's part of what you do and so yeah it's nice to have an opportunity to kind of step back and remember like when you spend a season that you're supposed to think of hey what am I actually really thankful for and so I feel like I should try to remember that stuff more often when yeah. things are frustrating yeah. me or getting me down and it's like you know Zach won't stop screaming. <laughs> or won't go to sleep, or Michelle won't stop screaming and won't go to sleep. Right. You know, it happens all the time. It's happening. Yeah, it's, I can cut that. <laughs> which if you are want. one of those? It's like, hey, remember that you have a house and a job. Yeah, and everyone's healthy. Like maybe, maybe it doesn't stop you from being tired in the moment, but you maybe don't complain about it as much. And so, that would that would be mine. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense because there is a kind of uh, a sort of rut that you can get into, or that I can get into at least, where I am not content with my daily life despite the fact that so much of what I am experiencing and so much of what I have is it's it's crazy that I have it's a miracle it's a miracle that I have this at all right whether it's just the circumstances of my birth or the the circumstances of where I was born historically right I live in an era with vaccines this is incredible so um and and also not the norm right most of human history is without that so i do think that general sense of thankfulness is is important because that can add a lot to your life i think you can be more content you can be a better husband and a better father if you are aware you know even if it's sort of in the back of your mind if there's that general kind of awareness that what you have is really amazing and and we do need to take more time to sort of stop and appreciate that i think so i i agree for me the thing that i'm thankful for i want to take a different tack here a little bit because i you you kind of took the thing that we should be most thankful for, right? <laughs> Having healthy families and things like that that aren't guaranteed. So um, I'm not going to to repeat you in that regard. There is a, a specific thing that's kind of narrow that I think kind of gets to also the spirit of what you were talking about as well. Um, so the, the university that I work at, Point, um, is really busy all the time, obviously, because it's a university. And 
while I'm there uh, in the mornings, like the super early mornings, because I'm a morning person, when I get there really early, like, you know, 6, 6.30 in the morning, um, I'm never the first one there because like the custodial staff is already there and they have been working and they continue to work. And then when I leave at the end of the day, you know, I'm leaving like three or four o'clock and they're still, they're still there. Right. And sometimes it's a different rotation of people and the, but, but there's like this group of people that work really, really hard to make my life better and to make the life lives of the students better. And it's one of those things where it's so consistent and so frequent that it becomes invisible because it's always there. And if it were to disappear for like even half a second, you know, it would be, oh, yeah, you would immediately notice, right? It would be terrible if, the, if these people weren't doing this service um, and and doing such a good job. So it, it's one of those things that like I'm, I try to be conscious of and I, I, I'm trying to, anyway, trying to improve on this, being more aware of uh, this group of people who I think oftentimes can be kind of looked down upon or certainly at least ignored. And I think that's... And I think it's easy to do that, but it's really wrong to do that. And this is a group of people who I should be like consistently and incredibly thankful That's, for. I think that that is a good example of what kind of what I was talking about, right? You, you think of what you're thankful for and in that you uncover some stuff you haven't been thinking of recently. And then you try to remember that and take it into your day-to-day life and how you treat people. Um, and maybe even how you talk to them and maybe even, you know, if you say thank you to someone you normally don't say thank you to because you're not really supposed to draw attention to them or something right yes yes exactly right right um all right so last thing then last thing quickly coming off of that is there something that you wish that other people were more thankful for um or and that could be speaking of broad and narrow that could be as broad or as narrow yeah uh as you want it to be what if there was something that you're like hey we all need to remember this or you people specifically right. <laughs> need to remember this and be thankful about it. If you want to go there, yeah, well, you could I, do that. I don't want to get too preachy about this. When we were talking about this, what was in my mind was this idea that, um, but uh, in, in my mind, there's there's kind of three categories here. There's the first thing we did, which is like, here's the stuff that I'm actually thankful for that I should be thankful for and I am. And then the second category is here are the things that, like you said, I'm not showing enough gratitude for uh, or I'm taking for granted, right? Um, and then the third category of things is these are the things that, um, and that's this one, is it's like I wish this would this would mean the most to me if someone were to thank me for it. Or maybe not the most, but it would just, it would mean a lot if someone were to, to say this to me. Because um, in, in, in the masculine culture or in, in uh, between guys at least, I think that there's a, a tendency to avoid complimenting people or to avoid thanking people because it falls under that larger umbrella of expressing expressing emotions just in general but also because um it's just not a modeled or taught behavior and we actually have uh, one of our friends matt hughes who, d- who does this really well but it, at times it's made me a little uncomfortable to be complimented because i'm like you can't say nice things about me what are you doing you know um and so it, he's really shown some leadership on that front but what i was what i was thinking of when we were first talking about this was um so I, I work with students and I teach writing and it's one of those things where when you do a good job, when you actually help someone to do something well, and this is true of all good writing in general, it tends to be unnoticed, right? You don't notice a sentence that's very well crafted. You notice one that's been butchered, but you don't notice one that's been well crafted. And so um, when I am uh, talking to coworkers or things like that, then the things that we tend to talk about are our failures. And there's very little celebration of the times when it actually goes right. And it, it took me a while to even come up with this at all because the people who I would really need thanks from 
are people in my life, like my wife and my parents and my extended family and like my close friends. And I feel like everybody in that group does a really good job of like making me feel not just wanted, but very appreciated. And this, this is not to like dig at my coworkers. I have really great coworkers. It's just that it's a lot easier to talk about the students who are difficult, who demand a lot of attention and it doesn't work out. That's, that's a lot more common sort of commiseration and topic than talking about like, Hey, here's, here's what actually went well. Or this is a time when a student actually like, they oh look, the student learned something, um, miraculously enough, you know? So I, I, I think that that's kind of a cultural shift, at least, uh, um, for, for me and, uh, in, in the sort of microcosm of where I work that I would really like is if we could transform that to a, a little bit and shift some of the focus, not just on the failures, but also on, on those successes. For, it's funny you mentioned that because I was going to say something almost similar. I, that actually happened for me recently because I thought about this and it's, what do I think, especially if I was thinking about myself and I'm like, I mean, any one specific act, like, no, I, I, you know, I usually I get thanked for that. So I couldn't complain about it, but Recently, at my job, we had our kind of getting to the end of the year, like celebrate, like, hey, everyone did a good job, and you know, we get along, and it's a good office to work in, and let's just be thankful for each other and celebrate what each other do to work hard and make our where we work a good place. And uh, for those of you who don't know, I work and I do academic advising for a university, so I work with students and helping them plan their degree plans and get them connected to resources on campus. And it's kind of a student service type thing, and we give awards and and and. My colleagues and I, we all vote on each other and nominate, and you write little blurbs about what they think is good. And my boss did a really smart thing by reading out, even for people that didn't win. Like, everybody got something nice read about them that someone else in the office wrote while nominating them, say, I think this person stands out among all of us who work hard because they do this. And it, it stood out to me because my coworkers recognized a lot of the stuff that I, you know, try to do, and I... I and things that are good, but there, there were a couple of them that just said that something was like Grant works behind the scenes really hard for his students. And that meant a lot to me, not because I think I work harder than anyone else or do more than anyone else in my office and I don't get recognized for it, but that I definitely don't throw that out there. And I definitely like to cultivate the air that I'm just like, I'm not actually working that hard, <laughs> you know, and I'm just kind of flying by the seat of my pants and doing whatever, right. mostly because it's funny. Right. Yeah, self, well, well, self, and yeah. self-deprecating humor is, I think, probably the the safest form of of humor at work. Right. It's it's hard to get fired over making fun of yourself. For me, it's also a little bit just like I'll do anything for a laugh, just kind of, and it and it's funny. But it was nice that it was like, hey, I do work hard, and I care a lot about my students, and I I work hard to do a good job and put a lot of thought into. I mean, all I do is sit there and have almost the same conversation every single, you know. So it's very easy to kind of like lapse into a. I mean, again, you teach, you definitely know this. It's easy to just lapse into autopilot, and I work really right. hard to and try yeah, to... Yeah, you can start coasting, and yeah. if you coast, you're not going to do a very good job. Yeah, so it was, it was nice to hear that, and, and going hand-in-hand hand with that, we recently were given some of our reviews from our students, and I have one in particular who said, you know, Grant always is prepared. Like, I come and I have questions, and it's like he knew what I was going to ask already. And again, part nice. of that is because I talk to... I have almost the same conversation, yeah. like, 12 <laughs> times a day. Right, so you've practiced. Because I'm yes. talking to my freshmen now, and they all want to know the same stuff. But yeah. it was like, I do look at every student and try to get ready and anticipate their needs. I'm like, man, you noticed that. That, one, it made me feel like I was doing a good job, but if someone was going to be thankful for something, it was that I... Yeah. Um, those are the things that do not come naturally to me is being prepared <laughs> all the time and focusing on one thing long enough to get it done well. And yeah, that's it's hard. Which again, sounds like something we all should just be doing without asking for any particular special thanks. And so I'm not. But the fact that that I felt very blessed when that happened. That yeah. I was like, yeah, 
man, okay, I one must be not be doing too terrible of a job because someone noticed, right? Um, or at least they've noticed that I put an effort. If I haven't achieved yeah, no a quality wanted, statement, but, just... but that was good. I would say I, I would, I my hope is that I would achieve a level of preparedness and um, ability to help others when I and, and what I'm supposed to do specifically work in this situation that people would like be like yes yeah. Uh, yeah. Not just I want to be recognized for being good, but the people notice that I the effort. That's it, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it makes total sense, it, especially because it's one of those things where it's like, how do you actually know if you're doing a good job? Because if if no one says anything to you, it's really hard to sort of get your bearings or get a, a metric of of your progress. And so I think especially like if a student notices something that you've done, like that's incredible, right? Because the <laughs> the it is that kind of invisible work that that we were talking about earlier with the custodial staff is that there's things that just they're hard to see. Right. And so it does mean a lot when someone when someone does actually see those things, I think. And for me, there's an air of or an expectation and it's a self-imposed expectation or if we want to say it's culturally imposed, that's fine. But for me, it's I, I feel like it's self-imposed that I need to appear to be fine no matter what's going on. And so I I try to really hide if I'm getting like exhausted or frustrated and I'm, I'm terrible at doing it for my wife. My wife is, it's, she can read me like a book, but, um, I, I try to, to sort of mask my, my needs. And so when someone sees through that and I shouldn't do it, right. That's my fault. That's on me. But when someone sees through it and, and thanks me for it, that means a whole lot. And it's, it's important to me uh, on, on that note, there is one more person who has also done this recently and uh we do need to wrap up soon we're doing two episodes by the way uh two shorter episodes because we're going to stagger the release so that we can take next week off and and spend time with our families and everything um but on that same note i i did want to like quickly shout out and by the way if mom if you're listening just be done this is the end of the podcast for you um uh, because I don't want to ruin the surprise. Basically, my my dad in his sermon today had an admonition for uh, his congregation that they should write someone a note uh, and tell them that they love them and and what they're thankful for about them. And so my wife was listening online and she did this for her mother in law, for my mom. And it means a lot that 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 I I have a wife who cares about my mom that way. Like that just makes my life so much easier. And I know my mom is going to love it when, when she gets that letter and that's going to mean so much to her. And I, I hope that we didn't, or I, I haven't like belabored this point too terribly much. I think it's important, but um, yeah, I, I, <laughs> no, I mean, oh, I do go on. <laughs> the fact that we both mentioned how much it means to us to have someone just notice that we're trying hard. <laughs> right. I mean, that's, yeah. that's pretty, so the, <laughs> What a, I would say, one amazing transition into what we're going to talk about next time. Yes. First of all, yes. noticing the things that people do. Right. I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but that's no. amazing. I would also say that this is an amazing idea for anyone. Do it definitely for your significant other if you have one, but if yeah. not, and, and above that, I would, that sounds like an amazing thing to take and right, do just personally, somebody, whether it's a physical note you've written or just saying it out loud. Yeah. Because chances are, if both of us felt that strongly about it, we're not the, right. you know. No, no. We may, we may have hit on something who's felt that. So especially in the spirit of Thanksgiving, right? In Go the spirit of Thanksgiving. tell people, hey, I'm thankful for you, but not just because, you know, the calendar dictates that I am, <laughs> but because this specific thing that you try and and you do. Yeah. And, and it means a lot and I notice it. Right. Um, that specificity is important. Because, man, yeah. I, I, yeah. There's a lot of us out there probably that have at least two or three things, right? That we're like, man, nobody cares if I do this or not. Right, right. But I feel like it's important, and so I'm doing it. And to have someone else to share in that and recognize it is, I think, a big deal. Yes, uh, yes. I completely agree. Yeah. 
But, but we're, yeah, so next week. Yes, next week we are going to be talking about a French feminist comic invisible work or uh, uh, mental mental work um, and kind of the gender differences therein. I'm excited about it, uh, and uh, I think it'll be something that it's the, it is the kind of thing, like we've mentioned today, that people tend not to see, basically, uh, and, and tr- tackling this question of how do you recognize when someone is doing that kind of work and how do you actually go about appreciating it. So seeing things, uh, I'd say it's a more practical application of some of the ideas we've discussed here. But that is all the time we have for today. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on SoundCloud. We're working on getting to more platforms and you'll be able to listen there as well soon. And follow us at TDNGCast on Twitter and make sure to retweet everything we do. I'm Grant Vickery. I'm Grant Overman. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you guys next time.